Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! James Taylor, what the hell are you doing in here? Seeing about prostitutes to the children. Get out of here! I'm Kiss. She's torture. And we're here to save the world from a paranormal sexual event. I have so many questions. So, uh, as you can see, my family's here, and uh, it's, it's game night. We're playing... sex. Don't call me Die Beard. <laughs> I'll call you Die Beard. Do you have any other names besides Die Beard? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And I'm, I never go on the t-shirt website right now, or, but I'm on it right now, rather. I never go on it, but I'm on it right now, and I just found a t-shirt design that I'm going to send you. It is called Infinite, uh, Horror Icons Infinite Kill, and it's basically oh, no. just an Infinity War poster ripoff of all kinds of horror icons. Let's see who's in this. Well, considering that I've been told recently that I'm getting too fat for a bunch of my shirts. Uh, oh, no. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to go get some new shirts at some point. Yeah, this is a pretty cool shirt. I'm going to send it to you. This is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Yeah, and so <coughs> we're back. Um, <clears throat> there's stuff to talk about this week. Um, I'd rather get the stuff I'm not super stoked to talk about out of the way. So I want to talk about Book of Boba Fett first. Yeah, because last time we talked, you hadn't seen mm -hmm. what was the, you didn't see what would be now last week's episode. Yeah, I've yep, I've seen it and now, and you, actually we're and recording you, I'm on. Yeah, I was gonna say we're recording on release day. Uh, but I were recording pretty much right after I got home from work, so I haven't watched today's episode. Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming, it's... because I was not impressed with last week's episode. It was not... <sighs> I warned that... you, too. I was like, just <laughs> two yeah. words, biker gang. <laughs> They're really bad, and they really stick out. Like, they are very, very not galaxy far far away like when we first meet them they're literally listening to industrial music it's like not even kind of galaxy far far away music they're listening to like Rammstein without the vocals basically it's weird it's so bizarre too because I was reading a thing not too long ago that uh, I don't know how much of this is true but a lot of people were angry at this episode because the uh, the whole they had like the biggest faux pas in for Star Wars, which is nothing has zippers, and that one girl has like it's basically like a cyberpunk with like her robotic arm. Oh, I missed that. But you're uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I think zippers don't exist in the galaxy far, far away. Yeah. What's even funnier uh, about the whole thing is that um. So I, I saw on Instagram someone did a uh, it's like showing the part of the show where the Pikes um, 
the 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 one zipper dude with the trench coat mm. uh, is is like watching for the pikes, and he f- drives away in his space Vespa. Um, and as he's dri- as he's driving away, someone did a um, like an overview and stopped at a specific point where you can clearly see. It's like an overhead shot of him, and you can clearly see the back of a building, which is just a bunch of two-by-fours uh, on a flat. <laughs> that stuff doesn't bother me. That stuff happens. But it's just funny, though. It is always funny when that does happen. It's like, um, what movie was it? It was, it was one of the Mel Gibson films. It was either The Patriot or Braveheart. I can't remember which, where there is just clearly a cameraman in the middle of one of the battle <laughs> scenes. It's the same with like the Game of Thrones bit where they had like the coffee cup and yeah. then there's like, <laughs> that like stuff an eighteen wheeler. That stuff I don't mind. It's the fact that this show I still don't know what the story of this show is. Well, okay. So Like I, I know what the story is, but I don't know understand why. It none of it makes a lot of sense to me. It's just kind of meandering. If okay, so it that that's the thing, like, I, this, the last week's episode where you learned about the pikes are coming in yep. and stuff, I, and, and that being, like, part of the, uh, the flashback sequence as well, mm-hmm. being like, well, he's helping the Tusken Raiders keep, get, strike a deal with the pikes, so at least they get some of, like, their land back and stuff like that, and then it kind of comes together. I can get behind that. Like, it's like, okay, it's starting to make sense, though. The the common thread is the pikes. Right. And But last week's episode, like, it had to throw in a couple bits where it was like... Because we're now at the territory right before Boba runs into Mando. Mm-hmm. So it's like doing those little bits, like, going to ta- uh, going uh, into town and then, like, you have the Stormtrooper helmets on spikes. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And then this episode... Uh, this episode... You're really going to fucking hate because it's all flashback for 90%. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now mm-hmm. uh, is literally um, it's literally the point where Boba where Boba finds Fennec after Mando shoots her. And it's that whole story of how those two started working together. The, uh... That's 90% of the episode. And okay, it, fine, whatever. It's, well, no, it, it's 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 like the tail end of it. The last ten percent is fine, I guess, because it's building up to something bigger with the tease of Mando coming back for like an episode or two, which I kind mm. of assumed was going to happen. Yeah, at some point. Um, but it uh, what's really hilarious about this episode is it really paints how stupid Boba is. I'm going to break down a scene for you, and you tell me where it starts getting stupid. Okay. So he finds Fennec, and he, like, helps repair her by giving her the, like, I guess going to the same guy that those Vespa drivers go to or whatever, like a modified her abdomen area. Mm. And they're, like, talking. It's like, okay. Uh, And a little bit later on down the road, they get Slave 1 back. Um, there's a whole sequence with that, which is kind of dumb. So they're like, okay, now we have to go get my armor, which he still assumes is in the Sarlacc. Mm. So 
they take Slave 1 out to where the Sarlacc is. And over the hole, like they have the hole, he then tips Slave 1 all the way forward so like the cockpit is in the hole. And says, I can't see a thing. They didn't turn on any flashlights or anything. (sighs) That's how it starts. Then they turn on a flashlight. And then the Sarlacc wakes up and starts chewing away at the Slave 1. And I'm like, you didn't think to kill the Sarlacc first before you decided to dive in? <laughs> That's really bad. It's... it re- I'm, every, I know there's so many people that have, like, this is probably one of the best episodes. I'm like, really? Because Boba looks like a dumbass. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean... I give it credit for trying to build things, and there are portions. People are probably like, "Well, why aren't you? Why don't you stop watching it?" I was like, "I'm not going to stop watching it because I'm in. I I well, want to know what too, the payoff is." I do too, and I keep is. trying to figure out like, uh, like okay, we know that um, the 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 fish people. I can't think of their name. The Pike. Thank you. The Pike. They, obviously are trying to kill him with the aid of the mayor because of back when he tried to get I I, I don't know I don't understand where it's all headed plus so, then in this yeah. last episode it was cool to see a rancor but then the whole thing of like Boba Fett being like I want to learn to ride him and oh they're really actually really gentle and everything I'm like what the hell is going on here Danny Trejo being like, no, they're really gentle and depressed creatures. And I'm like, Mm. whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, Well, so the last 10% of this episode is of this week's episode is Boba. uh, Boba gets together the three other families that sort of control Mm -hmm. uh, Tatooine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or now Hutter or whatever. Yeah. I can't get space. I can't get Star Wars places. Like so, he gets the three, which is like whatever. Ra- I, I don't know the races, but it's like dog people, lizard people, mm-hmm. which are like what Bosk is, and weird butt face yep. people, which are like the which is that race where that guy gets that alien gets his arm cut off for touching Luke. Like I don't, he doesn't like yeah, you. Yeah, and there's also thing. the um. Like that race, and the mayor is the slug-headed guy. Yeah, um, so he gets them all together and just basically forms a treaty of listen. The Pikes are trying to take over the entire area and are bleeding out our resources and money from all of you, not just me, uh, with their spice trade. And the families are like the families are like well what if we just kill you and then not have to worry about it and just go keep going as usual it's like and then the rancor does a bit uh that scares everyone into compliance like well where boba basically strikes a deal is like well if you're approached by the pikes to f- to be asked to come get me yeah. or to kill me or whatever i just ask that you stay neutral and i'll deal with it and they're mm. like, all right, cool, whatever. So it's basically leading up to Boba's getting an army together to fight the Pikes. All right. Well, I'm going to be it. watching it That's later literally after it. we're done podcasting. So, yeah. And it's just, he hires uh, Black mm-hmm. K, the, the, the Wookiee yep. from last episode. 
I, because he goes through like a whole bit. Uh, Mm. lizard people whatever uh just drinking and this is this is like as much lore as i already know and outside of stars because i watch oh, yep. the clone Wars shows but bosk's race used to kidnap wookies and other races but mainly wookies because they're like considered natural born enemies or whatever he, they would capture wookies throw them in a pit and watch mm. them fight so it was like a fun little bit there, but overall, like they're really painting for Black K to be like a standout character in this, which is fine and dandy. But I, it got to the point where it got to a point in this episode where I looked at my phone, being being like, "How much more of this is there?" Because this feels like I'm watching nothing. Happen That's kind of what I was thinking. again. I'm like, there's a lot of they're gonna. Eh, I don't know. I want to. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, let's talk about something else. Well, first side note, I just finally ah. saw the shirt, and it, it's bad because I might, it's might cool. try and get it later. I'm gonna hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the other really cool. F- I'm trying to think if there's anything that's like less cool, but like that was like kind of like the big. Ma- oh wait, yes. Okay, okay, all right. Because I gotta tell you my experience watching oh, yeah, the Eternals. Oh yeah, you watched Eternals. I almost forgot about that. How long is that movie? About a hundred hours. Uh, hang on, I gotta look up. It it's is long, right? Uh, it's like two and a half. I need to look up how long. I guess that's not long. That's pretty standard. I guess. Uh, however long, however long mm-hmm. it is, it's two and a half hours. It's two and a half hours of nothing, like. I'm going to not go fully... I'm going to... Here are my key points about it. There is a good story mm. that is hidden in there. The problem is execution and direction make absolutely okay. no sense. The main plot, as we are told from the trailers, is that the, the Eternals are on Earth to right. stop the Deviants, and, but they cannot, they cannot interfere with the human race... Unless it is involving right. the deviants. Right. That's what we're told. And you learn that part of the reason it... And it makes absolutely no sense from the get-go, regardless how you look at it. Because they find out that their dad, Arshurim, mm-hmm. like this one celestial, leaks is like, Oh, by the way, the Earth is going to get destroyed because now we have enough people here to power... The celestial that's hidden in yeah, the that center of the did earth. No, actually, that so, planets are essentially celestial eggs. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm like, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense in terms of your whole core values of like, if you really wanted the celestial to live, why would you interfere with? Why would you not want to interfere with every well, I, disastrous that, thing? Yeah, that was something that else I saw. That somebody was like, "Why did they? If if the goal is to get the planet to a certain population, or all planets to a certain population, why would you not try to stop Thanos from obliterating half of all life in the universe?" <laughs> 
Right. Between that, Pompeii, like any natural disaster or human disaster that happened makes absolutely no sense as yeah. a as a point yeah. of what they're trying to do. So already out the gate, mm-hmm. it's it's dumb. Two, the deviants are also from which is another thing that it just kind of bugs. The deviants play no mm-hmm. real essential piece to this. Like even the main one who's played by Bill okay. Skazgar, I found out. Uh, Crow, he shows up in like the last twenty minutes in the film and just gets nerfed immediately. Interesting. Okay. Um. Uh, on top of that, you have your normal stuff. Like, it makes no. It's weird with Sprite being a kid, mm-hmm. Celestial, going to a bar, pretending to be an older woman to get picked I, up. Yeah, that's weird to me too. Cause I I tried reading a book. Um, Fledgling by Octavia Butler. It was a, a horror novel. And the conceit of that novel uh, was like, um, it's this little girl who is a vampire that is like 200 years old or whatever. But she also like eternally has the body of a 12 year old, but she like falls in love with like yeah. a regular 20. And I'm like, this is weird like what is the po- <laughs> well the, the I understand that you, like it's really hard to take away some of those aspects because you find out that Sprite is like mm-hmm. it is in love with Icarus and I'm like yeah they're both Celestials and do whatever but it's still bizarre when it's mm-hmm. like a 12 year old girl pining over a 35 year old dude even though they're like thousands of year old and it shouldn't matter but visually, actually, it's weird. visually seeing it, yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing, and the biggest atrocity to this entire film is Kumail Nanjiani isn't in yeah, the third I heard act. That he just kind of like his character just kind of fucks off, like towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He says, "I don't." Yeah, they're like, "We're gonna go fight the Celestial and make sure this doesn't happen." And Kamal says, "Well, peace out." I'm out. And he just leaves. And you don't see him until the very end when everything's done. Where he's like, well, I'm glad that worked out. And I'm like, I'm like, you, he is probably your second biggest name on this bill. And you basically did nothing with him. That's bizarre. And, and your biggest one, uh, biggest one with Angelina Jolie, ugh, just, it was just terrible. Yeah, I haven't, I just... I haven't heard much about this movie that makes me want to watch it. So, so I'm I'm glad I watched it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I lost almost an entire day watching Eternals because <laughs> it's just it felt so like it. There's so much of this movie that makes absolutely no sense because it's about like action doesn't start till about like the real core of this film doesn't start till halfway through the film. Wow. It's all basically it's basically Sprite, Circe, and Icarus running around to different point uh, different places to pick up the rest or the majority of the Eternals, but then they cut in flashbacks to why the Eternals those particular Eternals split. Weird. It's just it's so weirdly balanced that it just makes no sense and it makes it really hard to follow and by the end of it you're just like that's it and if it really felt like two hour two and a half hours of nothing and then 
you have yeah Harry Styles arrows pop up with Pitt hmm. uh, and then Dane Dane Whitman talking about the ebony blade and and a blade in the background talking which was another weird thing that they kind of it's weird I've reading it yeah it's one thing but in this movie it's so weirdly on the nose because Cersei is dating Dane Whitman and they like at him but she he kind of figures he finds out like what she mm. is <clears throat> and then he talks about how he, he there's like a moment where it's like she's like I'm really sorry you got dragged into this and he's like well it's okay I just recently found out that I have a a twisted fan a complicated family history as like the wink to like the Marvel fans are like ah he's talking about like the ebony blade and I'm like and part of me is like but how did that happen like you just you just found yourself in a relationship with the guy who happens to have the ebony blade I don't know I know it's all movies sure. but there's like there was even a point where I'm just like that is just a weird bit to yeah throw well in. it it helps to um have your movie have some logic. It doesn't have to have all kinds of logic, but it has to have some. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Eternals is definitely, like, I, I would almost watch, I would. I think I even text you, I would much prefer to watch either Thor The Dark World or either Ant-Man film that over this. That says a lot. Yeah. It, like, I think it's, like, it is rock bottom of the Marvel list huh. right now. Well... Hey, some, something had to be eventually. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Marvel, how about that Moon Knight trailer, buddy? I kind of, uh, excuse my language, but I kind of came watching that. Because it is just insane enough that, it, but doesn't go fully insane mm-hmm. So it has enough to kind of keep you wanting to see what's happening. Well, and I love that the trailer, um, uh, it, it, and hopefully, I, there's going to have to be a second one because it comes out in what March? Yeah, comes out in March, and there's only I think seven. Yeah, so episodes. there's going to probably be one more trailer. But essentially, and I like this from this trailer, I don't really know what this is about beyond the beyond. Um, well, Mark Spector. Uh, who doesn't even know he's Mark Spector, seemingly finding out that he's Moon Knight. But beyond that, I couldn't tell you. And I like that. And I like yeah. that it's got kind of like a horror vibe when he sees Conchu in the hallway, like when he's in the elevator. It's it's going to be very interesting because yeah, I really enjoy the fact that we're kind of just thrown into the fact that into his one of his other personalities, Stephen Logan, I think mm. is the name. Uh, so he doesn't even know he's Mark. He just thinks he's just an art gallery dude. Yep. Uh, but has to chain himself to the bed because he keeps having night terrors and, like, walks away. Yeah, there's away. this whole thing. Like, it starts out even kind of trippy and spooky with the welcome to staying awake. Welcome to staying <laughs> awake. And uh, you're like, what is going on here? This and he's like you said, he's tying himself uh, by the ankle to his bed so he doesn't like get up in the night. And he talks about how he doesn't uh, know the difference really anymore between when he's awake and when he's dreaming. And um, 
I think the costume looks awesome. I really dig the kind of almost symbiote-like, at least with wrappings of, like, almost like I was going to say, I like that they make it look like Egyptian mummy wrappings instead of just, like, a typical... like, it kind of comes off of him. That's just... Yeah, because in the comics, when you look at, like, drawings of Moon Knight, he's wearing just uh, your typical uh, superhero bodysuit and typical superhero mask, and this looks... Like it really ties into the the backstory of the character having to do with ancient Egypt. Yeah, uh, I also love seeing Ethan Hawke just in oh this. Oh my god, it's Ethan uh, Hawke! I'm not a oh boy. My god. Yes, you boy. are. Yes, you are. Uh, and he's playing Randall Specter, mm. so he's uh, he's Mark Specter's brother. Okay. I didn't know uh, that. I don't. I, I don't know uh, Jack and shit about Moon Knight. <laughs> well, th- I know some, but I don't. I'm not like a huge expert on some of his mm. older kind of counterparts. I was actually just stuff, thinking to myself I know... today, because I, I was, um, I was just thinking today. I'm like, man, I got to boot up uh, Marvel Unlimited and read some Moon Knight. There's some fantastic. And like, like I, I made a list of stuff, some like the newest for the newest stuff that's happening right now. It's really good. Uh, there's like this one brief run in twenty twenty ten mm-hmm. uh, that Bendis did. Oh, yep. Where, where basically uh, he moves to I think it's Los Angeles to try to start make a new life and finds out that someone has Ultron's body. Hmm. And so he puts on he he gets three new uh, voices in his head, which are Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider Man. Interesting. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I really like it. Um, but yeah, like what you just said right before we started, the shitty news out of this is like probably one of one of the antagonists of the sh- movie. Yeah, and I already show, I shouldn't unfortunately die that out because I lost that guy's name. Gas Gaspard Gaspard Yuli. Yeah, he uh he died yeah. today. He's I didn't even know he was in this series, but you say Anton Mogart is a Moon Knight antagonist. Yeah, he's called the Midnight okay. Man. Um, nothing. Just like another merc. As far as I remember, mm-hmm. he's kind of just like another mercenary. Yeah, and this dude's not very old. He's thirty-seven. Yeah, it was a skiing oh, accident. Oh, that bites. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. But like we said, it, like he's. I think depending how the show goes, like it, the show's gonna. I think of the Mar- Disney Plus Marvel mm-hmm. series that are coming out this year. This is probably the higher on the list for a lot of people yes. than others. Oh, and the other thing I liked um, that people were were questioning ahead of time, and it kind of, people were wondering what the overall tone of it. And we've been fooled by tone in trailers before <clears throat> Age of Ultron, um, but. There is, like, just that scene towards the end of the trailer where it's just Moon Knight just wailing on a dude in, like, a dark, light-flickering room where it's like, oh, this might not be the the 
Marvel that people think of. I we're, we're gonna have to wait and see, but I really hope this kind of opens the idea of maybe Marvel, Marvel and Disney coming to terms of like making their own. Like I'm sure they'll do crossovers in the films and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but maybe keeping it separate with like their version of Marvel Knights. Yeah, because you can still have. I think one of the things that, and I've heard uh, other ones of my friends talk about this before, one of the things that's kind of missing from a lot of modern storytelling is, like, the kid-friendly scary. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it could be in there. Like, it could still be, um, I guess, uh family oriented I guess but still also be I don't know I guess we'll find out yeah I I hope they kind of pick it up and make it a little I hope my hope is they it'll probably be darker and just from the, like you said like from this trailer it does feel like it has more of a I would say daredevil-esque mm-hmm. feel not like fully um but it, man, I just really want the, of like the Midnight Suns at this point. Yep, yep. Just because you already have Blade, you got Moon Knight. Uh, you just put in Ghost Rider, and then you have Doctor Strange, and then you're good to go. Nice. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Very good point. Hell yeah. Have you been seeing like? There's been like so many rumors going around about who is showing up in Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all that there are It's oh, there's some of these that are just insanely dumb slash I highly doubt it. Like the w- big one I saw going around is Tom Cruise might be in it as a different dimension, a different universe's Tony oh, Stark. Geez. I'm like, come on. That man. I didn't see. No, that kind of stuff I guess I didn't see. That's <coughs> Yeah, I don't believe uh no, I don't. Yeah, I've reached the point with DC and Marvel like fan stuff, like when they when they're like, "This is what I, like all the rumors keep going on." I'm like, I really don't care. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Yeah, and I think people. I don't know. There's something about setting yourself up for things that aren't gonna happen that yeah you don't necessarily want to do either but you know what is amazing and does set up a whole bunch mm. of shit that i'm very excited for uh fucking uh, right I peacemaker peacemaker <laughs> oh man i was more and i was looking forward to this show i ended up being even it's more entertained so by ins- it than i thought just, i would like be. first of all that the opening bit just the opening credits of just them dancing in the dumbest yeah. way. It's just great. They, um, yeah, the James Gunn, uh, said he did that because he doesn't want people to skip the opening credits because, you know, he's like, you know, people worked hard on this show. You should see their names and everything. But then also the conceit he had was something like, People doing a goofy dance while looking like they just got cut in line at it's the DMV. <laughs> because they all are wearing very serious expressions on their faces so while they're fun. doing so this stupid fun. dance. <coughs> so, 
Yeah, ah, and everybody yeah, so far uh, is really good. I have good to bring it. up the cast so I can remember who's who. Um, I mean, it's really funny because, yeah, in my opinion, uh, John Cena is not a very good actor, but his character in this works so well. No, and you and I, yeah, and you and I talked about this uh, last week, I guess. Um, because I hadn't seen Peacemaker yet at that point. Uh, I think he... Or no, maybe it was when we were recording the X-Files show and I hadn't... But I think... No, he's not a great actor, but he's great at sticking with what he yeah. knows he knows how to do. Which he knows how to do this Peacemaker thing. Because it's... Uh, all I can think about is like the scene when he goes back to his trailer and he's on his bed and yeah. he's just crying and punching himself in the face. Like it's ridiculous and dumb and not for a moment do I believe that John Cena could like actually do a serious crying scene. I, but that there's, scene is there's so many great moments just throughout this. I think personally when he just he just wants to have sex and he has sex with the one girl who becomes a butterfly but he's just yelling freedom while banging her mm -hmm. against like a sink freedom uh, I like when he's listening to his voice messages and vigilante just um vigilante calling him over and over and over again and at one point he's like p it's v and then he calls back a little while later, and he goes, "Uh, hey, I just realized I called you and s called you P and called me V, and that's that's not what I meant at all. Makes like, it seem like you're a penis, <laughs> and I'm a, like he's just so over the top with it. I'm a yeah. Um, I love Eagly. Um, it took me, yeah, Eagly. Uh, it took me by surprise that uh, Amanda Waller has a kid." And that she's secretly on this team, but it doesn't surprise me that Amanda Waller has her own agenda because yeah. that's what Amanda Waller does. So, oh yeah, I just I think it's uh, interesting that Amanda Waller <coughs> has a kid that she has implanted on this team. Um, Amanda Waller always has Amanda Waller things that she does behind the scenes, uh, but I am trying to think of another time I've seen anywhere where Amanda Waller has children and I think that's a new thing they did which is interesting because I can't remember any other time she has and I could be wrong and somebody could call me on that but to my knowledge Amanda Waller hasn't had like a daughter before I find it interesting I think it, uh, it's weird because the person that's running this black uh, this group Clemson Murr Murr mm -hmm. Uh, he, he has very Amanda Waller vibes. Yes. And I'm just like, are you sure this isn't like just Amanda Waller just cross-dressing? He is very, um, we couldn't get, um, Viola Davis for the full run vibes to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty much what I yeah. Also really him. like, uh. The I, I like where it's kind of setting up the whole turn of Augie Smith, uh, Peacemaker's dad. Being, oh yeah, we were gonna. Yep. Yeah, having him as like the White Dragon because he's just a clansman basically. 
Yeah, he's essentially like a... Because I, I think the conceit of Peacemaker is the way he is because he was... Because at, at one point when he's in the hospital, the, the janitor even says to him, Oh yeah, Peacemaker, you're that racist superhero. And he's yeah. like, wait, what? No, I'm not racist. And he's like, yeah, you are. You kill mostly people of color. So... He's like, no, um, I treat everyone <coughs> fairly. It just so happens that most of them are of color. <laughs> I love in the opening dance number the little Robert Patrick part where he's like has his hands going like <laughs> nobody can see. And he's like popping yeah. his hips and doing that thing with his hands. It's so weird and dumb, and I laugh I love every the, time. I love the fact that that's like the main gist of the dance is everyone hip thrusting. <laughs> yeah, I also um, think uh, it's interesting that uh we see that peacemakers helmets can do different things yeah they're like actually scabies yeah why would it why would you do that because everybody should have scabies (laughs) at least once just to yeah oh god like i i really like this cast is just in general really good i mean i even like the the guys they got they brought back the kind of run peacemaker uh amelia harcourt and mm. and john die beard oh yeah um steve Agee. yeah and uh like, the woman that plays harcourt i is uh, either jennifer holland yeah but she's either um his wife or his girlfriend um james gunn's I can't remember which. Uh, I think that's his wife. Yeah, she, I, that's what I thought. She, I think they're married, yeah. Well, that's sad, but good for him. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, and I definitely did not see uh, the villain of the series or the, the, the mission being like alien butterfly creatures that take over people's bodies. I love that whole bit though. It's like, you haven't really told me what the butterflies are. Because usually with the squad, their names are not very creative. Like, you know, Star Project Starfish, Five Giant Starfish. No, they're not butterflies. They're not, like, it's just so. St- and you're like, nope, it's Project Butterflies. Ah, oh, the scene. Oh, it made me laugh so hard when that one butterfly is torturing. Uh, vigilante <laughs> and John Cena's or and uh, Peacemaker is just like I'm never gonna take <laughs> like the butterfly seems to think that torturing uh, vigilante work. will negatively impact Peacemaker <laughs> and he's just like I'm never gonna get and he says vigilante don't worry buddy I'm gonna I'm not gonna give him anything <laughs> you could give him a little bit you could give him a little bit <laughs> if you if you don't start telling me, I'm going to take his toe. Oh, you what? Take all his toes. I'm take still not going to take... No, you need the pinky to stand up. I read that on the internet. I don't think that's true, dude. <laughs> uh, it's such, this is going to be another one of those series where they just keep throwing in random characters like Judo Master, who I love. That's so random. <laughs> it's such a random bit. It's just so great, though. It's just like, damn, that guy's like super small, but he is like destructive. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I'm digging it so far, and I think the next episode is tomorrow, if I yep. remember correctly, so 
Looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, I say, I, I I think I told you I'm waiting for them to. I either told you or I tweeted about. It. I'm like, I think this would be a great idea if down the road, Peacemaker and Vigilante run into the Doom Patrol. That would be great. I would love it so much. I just want to see him interact with Crazy Jane. <laughs> yeah, and Cliff. Yeah, of course, Cliff. But he's a giant robot right now. That's true. Cliff is a giant robot yeah. right now. But I, I think the funniest thing about this show, and it's the most minuscule thing, is John basically saying he would much rather work with Batmite instead <laughs> of Peacemaker. And I'm just like, wait, they just made Batmite uh, <laughs> canon in this show? They did. He's a three-foot He's a three foot interdimensional being who stands Batman. <laughs> and I'm like, I need this now. <laughs> Make it happen. Yep. Oh, that man. that was one of those things where I was like, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> well, at the same time, like, it's one of the things I've got. Like, you get to realize with James Gunn is you give him, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Oh yeah, with everything. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I half, ex- I was half expecting him to throw out all sorts of characters, but Batmite honestly never came across my radar. <laughs> no, no. Pretty pretty good though. Yeah. I was trying uh, to think if there was anything else in that show in particular that I wanted to bring up. I'm sure there is, and I'm just not nudity. thinking of it right now. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that, which is a uh, happy surprise, but I was still surprised. Yeah. Oh, the the bit where he ties the couple when he go when he's trying to escape <laughs> and he ties the couple up in that apartment and he ends up causing a domestic squabble between the two of them. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he is going to have his way with me and you're going to have to watch because you're a terrible you're a terrible person and an asshole. You're, you're a terrible husband and an asshole. And I like when they're in the uh when they're framing um, Chris's dad, uh, when they're framing uh, White Dragon, and she's like, it was definitely not that hot guy. Definitely not him. Can I have that? Can I keep this? Can I bring this home? <laughs> and then he ends up fucking her and smoking a joint with her, with Vigilante. That was actually a funny bit when they're like, leave, they're leaving the, uh, when they're getting away from the hotel after he kills the butterfly. And they're like, all right, well, we got we to gotta put fingerprints and we got to change the registration on the car on, on the fly. And John's like, I got it. And they frame his dad. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> I'll tell you, um, the other thing that uh, during that escape bit when he's escaping from the hotel and he has to jump down to every balcony, <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. And also at the same time, I'm sitting here going, ow, ooh, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. This show's got is gonna be so much fun. I just hope it just keeps keeping the momentum that it has for it. Hope, yeah, I think it will, because I'm, I'm thinking it's uh, it's set itself up in a pretty good place. Yeah, with these first three episodes. Yeah, cool. Uh, there, I mean, in other fun stuff overall. Ooh, mystery drop shirt. I mean, uh, uh, there's um, I mean, there's NECA put out finally their second uh, Universal Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover. 
Yeah, and it surprised me a little bit. Uh, being Leonardo as the hunchback. Igor. Yeah, your Igor the hunchback, which I, which uh, I kind of dig the fact that his shell opens where you could put like shovels and skulls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a thing on Twitter I saw where they kind of hinted that Michelangelo is the mummy. That could be good. Uh, and the other, t- and mm-hmm. then they're like Bride of Frankenstein's April, and then the two mystery ones that they haven't released looks like Donatello and Shredder, but it's hard to yep. tell exactly what they are. Well, that figures. I don't know. There's just been there's been a lot of figure stuff lately that I just keep looking at, going, please, I only have so much money. <laughs> well, and McFarlane just also did. Um... Not that I'm interested in these, but I just saw today they did Future State uh, Dark Detective Batman and Future State uh, Batman that uh, I want to say it was Luke Fox. Yeah, that it's, became it's it? Luke is Luke Fox. Uh, yeah, which is cool. I don't want them either. But then they also have the new his new Joker Titan mega figure. Oh, I saw that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, because right now the main ones I want is like the Endless Winter line. Uh, I really want the, the Clayface clay one. Yeah, that one. I was just going to say that Clayface one's freaking awesome. Yeah, and then they put up another one. It's a re- D- They did DC Rebirth Batman and Infinite Frontier Robin. Yep. And then there's like yeah. this. And oh, the two pack of Superman and Armored Batman uh, mm. from Dark Knight Returns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um. Sp- since we're on the Batman subject, this is something that happened this week. Is that we got to see Leslie Grace for the first time as Batgirl. From Hell Batgirl yeah! So awesome. I can't. It's gonna be one of those things where I don't understand people's hate for it. Well, some people, and this is fine. I get. I didn't realize that some people didn't like the Burnside design costume, which is. Uh, what it's very much based on it's the the leather motorcycle jacket and the the leather pants and everything i thought uh that one was pretty much universally accepted uh, i thought people really liked it but i found out uh that some people even some people that we know didn't actually like the burnside costume they were hoping it would be from like gail simone's run uh but i like that burnside costume with the purple yeah, uh, m- motorcycle gear and stuff. It's so it's fantastic. I I'm actually kind of excited for this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've seen, uh, which I would always, <coughs> I would always prefer not to see, uh, set photos, but uh, they released that photo right at the exact right time because now there are some set photos coming out of her and uh, there's like some some pictures of her. Like in that suit, but then with like some kind of goggles on, like she's doing some sort of investigation and yeah. stuff. It just it looks really good. Huh. Then, yeah. I mean, we got some we got some good shit coming in the next month and next couple months. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been seeing a lot more in... Batman related stuff. Oh yeah, they're really turning. There was uh, two new posters today, actually, for the Batman. <sighs> It's just one of those things where, like, am I really going to go out? And, like, we talked about before because neither of us have seen Scream yet. No. And I'm hoping by 
March, maybe I, I was going to say, yeah, the Batman's out. in the Batman's in March, so that shouldn't be too bad. I don't think we, we hope. Yeah, no kidding. But I did go see No Way Home, but that was kind of right on the edge of things being worse or better. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I do really want to see the Batman. Me too. Too too bad we can't make a trip to Montreal for that one. <laughs> I know. Oh, to the IMAX. Oh, that'd be nice. But yeah, um, The Batman is in March. Moon Knight is in March. Uh, is there anything in April? I can't remember now. But yeah, there's a lot coming this year. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the oh, uh, starting February second, new uh, South, new South Park. <gasps> That's right, new South Park. Yes, season twenty-five, baby. Hell yeah! I'm still Almost confused if it's going to be on HBO Max or if it's going Paramount. But either way, I, yeah, I. Th- I think the Paramount thing is only those movies. Okay. I don't think it's anything else. Uh, I'd have to reread the article about it, but I'm pretty sure it said that the uh, only the movies were that Paramount deal. All right. The rest was... Either way, I've got both, so... Yeah, I have them both. There actually are some films and some stuff on the Paramount Plus app. That I will mm. totally watch, so it's not huge waste. Okay, yeah. I say that I have it. It's not a it's not a huge waste for me, only because uh, Paramount is where all the Star Trek is. So yeah, and I can rewatch all of Fairly Odd Parents. Oh yeah, that is on there. That's right, because I started watching some of it on there. Hell yeah, <laughs> it's totally worth it, actually. It's it's really bad right now because uh, there's so much. Like I, I also bought some new Funko Pops the other day. I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. have, but I now have High Elf uh, King Kyle from oh, the Stick of Truth nice. set, and then I got Candyman Pop from the the from the new Candyman film. Okay. And yeah, so God damn it, Pop. So I'm missing only one South Park Pop from that set. I'm missing whatever Stan is. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember. I have some things coming next week. I pre-ordered um, the Three Jokers, Batman, Batgirl, uh, and two the two Jokers that aren't GameStop exclusive. I still have to find those Jokers. They're uh, I. They're not out yet. At least they weren't when I pre-ordered them from Target. The comedians at Target. I saw it at Target the other day, and I should have grabbed it. Oh, really? Because they said that they weren't being released yet. Um, Maybe the online isn't, but I know that my online figures aren't that I pre-ordered aren't coming. The online thing in general is very bizarre because there's been multiple sites and, and we've talked about it before with like Entertainment Earth and stuff that they're like Entertainment Earth's release dates are weird dude yeah. but it's what's because I most of the time they're like these don't come out until like I remember pre-ordering the Mandy Funko Pops they're like these will be out in like uh, what was it July mm-hmm. and the store I worked at like I pre-ordered them and then like a week or like in then in mid June, like the Mandy the the Mandy pops came in. I was like, oh, that's weird. 
And I know I've had people, like, I was talking with someone, and I was like, yeah, I got the GameStop exclusive Joker. And like, that's out? I'm like, yeah. And like, it says they're not out for, like, another month. I'm like, uh, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, in-store dates versus online dates, I guess, are not the same thing. Yeah. Which is bizarre and weird, but what are you going to do, I guess? I just keep, I, I just, just buy when I can. <laughs> Exactly, and then and I haven't bought like... figures. Yeah, and I haven't bought figures in a in a while. So when I pre-ordered those, I was like, I'm gonna treat myself. I haven't bought any figures in a while. I like I every day I look look around and it's like I've bought so much, so many movies and figures and stuff, and I'm like I don't have my own place yet. And I yeah. did look at it. I did look online at one apartment that's like about 45 minutes from where I am. They're asking. Mm. It's a reasonably priced, placed in like the middle of nowhere. Ah! And I was looking. I'm like, hey. there's no way I can fit my stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of nowhere sometimes is just fine. <laughs> well, depends. Uh, this depends. was further south. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, I don't know if I want to go south. Like, plus. There's just very limited listings anyway, but I was just looking out of curiosity. But mm-hmm. I know there's at least a couple more McFarlane figures I want to... I kind of want to pr- just go ahead and buy the other two... At least the other two Jokers, so I have all three of them. Yep. And I kind of want to get my hands on the Batmobile, so I have that death metal. Oh, that would be fun. I think it's hilarious. And I'm yeah, like, it it's so stupid, and I'm like, I want it so badly <laughs> It is pretty funny. Oh, man. But well, I also that... need to freaking figure out how to pre-order the NECA turtles that are coming. The monster turtles. Um. Yeah, NECA doesn't do right from their website, do they? No, you gotta go through, like, Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toys. Yeah, so that's probably what you're gonna have to do is look at uh, one of those places. Lame. Yeah. Lame. <sighs> Anywho, <coughs> that probably does it for this week uh, since we had that hiccup in the middle and everything and I got to do some of that editing and stuff yeah. and I think we've run out of things that happened this week. And so, yeah, next week we can talk about new Peacemaker and new uh, Book of Boba Fett and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure more things will happen in between. I'm going to be reading some more comics. I hopefully will be picking up the comics if they come in on Friday. <laughs> good deal so yeah cool. all right well then later everyone later the two broke geeks podcast is a production of two broke geeks entertainment and is part of the atomic geekdom network if you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts please do so it really helps us out also what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review we really do appreciate it find us online on facebook just look for two broke geeks find us on instagram 2bg pod and on twitter at 2bg pod find atomic geekdom online at atomicgeekdom.com or on twitter at atomic geekdom thanks Oh, it's over. It's over.